Hello, hello. Hello. It's called Whitecast. Welcome back. Uh, once again, we are recording remotely, so the audio will be a little bit different than what you guys are used to, because, hey, we both tested positive. <laughs> yeah. So Fun times. Yeah, so we are both in quarantine. Um, if our voices sound a little bit raspy, that's because both of us have been coughing, but... Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm not as much as Tyler, I think. I, my symptoms were very, very, very mild, but yeah. It happens. It happens. So, uh, once again, if you guys are kind of sitting on the fence, like, about going to a major convention in a big city, and you guys are like, I don't know if I should go or if I should stay home, I, I would recommend Take it from home. us and don't go. Stay home. Yeah. Just stay I, home. <laughs> We're, we're not your parents, and we can't tell you what to do, but this sucks. This really sucks. Even both of us having mild symptoms, this sucks. Oh, yeah. And I I know people that tested positive this week that are have gone to the ER, so, yeah, it's not fun. And it's, it's rough. Like, uh, one of my friends had it, and he was saying, like, oh, I would not wish this on anyone. Yeah. You know, so when he found out that that I tested positive. He was like, oh, I hope everything stays mild for you. Yeah. I know. We both got really, really lucky with our mild symptoms. Mine just feels like the same situation as when I got vaccinated, except it's lasting, like, well over a week where the vaccination was a 24-hour thing, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's the same symptoms, just over an extended period of time, so... It feels like I've been running the entire time when I've just been laying in bed and it fucking sucks. I want to go to the gym. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> uh, but it does mean that we both got to watch a lot of anime. So. Yep. I'm, I'm caught up on this season, at least. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot of shows I haven't watched. But we mentioned last week we were going to talk about Demon Slayer, which was the plan until Crunchyroll dropped the announcement that voting started this week. And so that's going to be our subject, but before we get into that, we have some anime news. That's right, anime news. So, I, you, I'll let you go first. You've got two things, yeah. I've got one. <laughs> I do, I do have two things. Uh, so fitting into my life in quarantine, um, the... That, that sounds uh, like an anime title. <laughs> my life in quarantine. Yeah, uh... Fuck, why am I forgetting the name? A uh, new gacha game dropped this week. Uh, it's the Disney one. Why am I forgetting the name? Twisted Wonderland. Twisted Wonderland dropped this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've been excited for that one because that one has been in Japan, out in Japan for a while. And it is getting a new anime on Disney Plus this year, so I'm really excited about that. Uh... But it hasn't been available in the U.S. until now, so uh, they did have the pre-registration up for it a few weeks ago, and I pre-registered because I'm like, I'm excited about this. It's hot anime boys as Disney villains. What's not to love? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm excited. So far, uh, I haven't played it as of the beginning of this recording. But the character I'm hoping to get the most out of drop is the character that's based off of Mufasa. Because, ooh, anyway, it's, <laughs> it's, Muf- it's um, that Scar. It's Scar. Scar, not Mufasa. Yeah, because it's supposed to be villains. 
So. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna say it's yeah. that nice deep James Earl Jones voice, isn't it? No, <laughs> no. It's it's just uh, edgy lion boy villain. <laughs> just... So uh, also the two eels from Little Mermaid have characters as well that are very popular. They're twins. So it's it's literally just Disney villains as hot anime guys. So All right. I'm excited about that. That's it's a boy collector. <laughs> yeah. In case, you know, you didn't feel like Disney was sucking up enough of your money, now you can dump it all into a gotcha game. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I am definitely going against all of my millennial urges. <laughs> <laughs> and caving into the Disney corporate overlords, all right? <laughs> there you go. Um, on my end, uh, the movie Belle was released in the U.S. and it earned an estimated two million uh, opening weekend. That's awesome. So uh, that did set a record for a Mamoru Hosoda film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to go check it out when we're able to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that Spider-Man No Way Home actually topped uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in the box office last weekend. Of course it did, because one, it's a blockbuster, you know, over uh, an anime film, so... Yeah, so I know a lot of people were really hoping Jujutsu Kaisen Zero would have been the new Mugen Train, but it it just doesn't look like it. It could be a combination of uh, increased number of cases, as well as just the fact that this was the most popular Marvel film to come out since... Uh, I think before Endgame, so yeah, yeah. So nuts to that. But my second piece of news, and I'm hoping that this becomes a trend, especially with the global pandemic continuing. More and more 2.5D companies are reaching out for international audiences. Which, if you guys have been listening to us for a long time, you guys will know something that I personally was really really hoping for uh with that avex pictures is going to host a worldwide live stream of the oran high host club live action musical uh tickets the virtual tickets are on sale on their website and these are for like literally anywhere in the world you do not need to use a vpn for this uh the tokyo performance will be on the 23rd so this upcoming sunday and the Osaka performance will be a week later on January January 30th. And they will have the archived performances available for an entire week after the shows have aired. So if, if you can't stay up to watch those shows live, you can still purchase the show itself. So the downside to this is, yeah, the downside to this is since it is a live show, there's obviously not going to be subtitles. <laughs> So, uh, if you are an Oran High Host Club fan, so though, brush you... up that Japanese, folks. <laughs> if you're an Oran High Host Club fan, though, you probably won't need subtitles. Speaking of somebody, you know, who has seen so many clips from the High Q stage plays and definitely did not need subtitles to understand what was going on. If you're a fan of Oran High, it's it should be obvious what they're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if you do speak Japanese, that does help. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited that more and more companies are stepping out and being like, 
we need to prove that international fans are interested in these shows and are willing to buy them because these shows can't sustain themselves off Japanese audiences alone at this point. And they've been so dependent on like travel and all of that. So I, I'm really hoping this also opens doors for new fans, people who have never heard of 2.5D, but would be interested were they given the opportunity to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you, Avex Pictures, for reaching out. And I don't think I'll be able to buy tickets because I'm broke as hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to quit buying so many anime figures. But you bet your ass I'm going to be buying the Blu-ray when it comes out. <laughs> so I've got to be spending money on it no matter what. <laughs> the Blu-ray will probably be more expensive because I have to import it. worth it though <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it i mean i probably could just buy an archived version and hope that somebody creates subtitles for it so i can watch it yeah. i also see podcat made it in on time he did always he, does he's here he's here to enjoy the show so with that uh that is my last piece of news for this week and yeah Let's get into these Crunchyroll Awards. So, a bit unfortunate this year. I don't know if Crunchyroll... Okay, just... okay. Here, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know about it because I've, I've been, like, watching stuff, so I didn't realize that it was up until you told me earlier today. Mm-hmm. So I went and, you know, checked it out. And it's like, everything is the same... Yeah! Or series. Yeah! It is consistently, like, repetitive. So, what? I'm a little disappointed because I feel like Crunchyroll kind of dropped the ball this year. Last year, they gave, like, several weeks of voting. So, a lot of people who are content creators who were going to talk about, like, who I'm voting for could get their videos and podcasts out in time before the voting ended, but... We only have a week. Yeah. We only have a week. Like, so like by the time this goes out, you'll have like three, three four days. days. Yeah. Because voting ends on Tuesday. So if, you, if you're if you somebody that waits until like Saturday or Sunday to listen to our podcast or Monday when your work week starts, you're, you got to get in there fast and vote for things. So yeah. if you haven't already been doing so. So you do have, you can vote every single day, just like previous years. But God, I just... Crunchyroll dropped the ball this year, and I don't know. And as you were talking about, like, there's just so much repetition. It's it's absolutely insane. So I know, I know that not everybody's choices are going to make the final cut. Everybody is going to feel like their favorite anime deserved to be on some list somewhere, or deserved to get nominated. And the mature thing to do would just be to accept the fact that these nominations were put up by many, many judges who spend a large part of their life and day thinking about anime. And we could just accept that and be really mature about this. But this is our fucking podcast, so we are going to be extremely salty. Yeah, fuck everyone else. You know what? (laughs) They're wrong. We're right. Crunchyroll, why have we not been thrown out as like judges yet i just 
I feel like our episode we did a couple weeks ago, like who we would nominate was way more diverse. We were really, really careful about not double dipping too much. Right? And like one of the things that they've had almost every year, I think, if not every year, they excluded. Like they don't have the best couple this year. Yeah, which was so surprising because I'm just like, there were so many canonical couples this year. Like, previous years they were like scraping the barrel for like, ooh, they might end up together at the end of the season. But <laughs> right? This year we had so many canonical couples, people that are apt, like actually together. And I'm like, this was a good year for love and this was a good year for anime in general. I thought this was going to be the most diverse Crunchyroll Awards ever. And... I did make a quick little comment at the end of our episode that it was all going to go down the drain because Attack on Titan was going to win every award, but <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be true. <laughs> right? Come on! So, yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started <laughs> with this Salt Fest. Uh, starting with the one category that I kind of feel like I agree with the most... I, I don't completely agree with it, but I agree with it the most. And that is the anime of the year category. Yeah. So I, this started off really strong for me because I opened up my browser and I looked at the list and the very first thing we saw was 86. And I just thought there is hope. Right? Same. I was like, okay, 86, Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen. Which I expected. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, yeah. those are solid choices. I can totally expect those. And then we got Odd Taxi, which was another one of our picks. Which, yeah, uh, was another of our picks. And I'm like, you know what? This this is a good list so far. And then yeah. Ranking, Ranking of, of Kings. The... I haven't watched, but I've heard good things. I have heard people not shut up about this anime. So I'm not surprised <laughs> to see it on this list. And then Sunny Boy is the most niche one on this list. But again, it's one of those that the people who have seen it are defending with, like, every fiber of their being that it deserves to be on here. So, yeah. Uh, I would say the one that I'm upset about on this list, and the reason why this isn't a perfect list, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen has no business being here. I have said this before. If you won an award in a category in a previous year, you do not deserve to be renominated for that category. And Jujutsu Kaisen was anime of the year last year. Yeah, I can 100% agree. Yeah, and I get this is core two, and like arguably the second half of Jujutsu Kaisen was better than the first half, but similar situations like Demon Slayer, I just feel like if the first season was good enough to win anime of the year, it basically holds that title unless it just goes to shit, you know? Yeah. So like, even if... uh season two is better than season one it still qualifies along with that initial award so it's i if you're voting for jujutsu kaisen i i'm sorry I'm, I'm i'm sorry you went down that path in your life like... I, i'm sorry that you don't have the ability to watch anything different than what the internet tells you to watch i'm sorry <laughs> i say as i'm telling people to watch things on the internet yeah <laughs> So, uh, with that, I'm absolutely torn between two. I feel like Attack on Titan is gonna win, because 
no one can shut up about this season and honestly it was really good i think this is attack on titan at its absolute best but i almost don't want to vote for it out of principle because i feel like it still feels very incomplete and ultimately i don't think it was perfect the two that i want to win the most is either odd taxi or 86 i'm i'm in the same boat yeah, and I think ultimately I'm going with Odd Taxi because while I think 86 was absolutely fantastic, I think 86 is one of those anime that I could break it down to the sum of its parts. Like, this had really good drama, this had a really fantastic soundtrack, it had interesting characters, where Odd Taxi was the whole package. Like, everything about Odd Taxi works together, and it's so absolutely, like, conclusively perfect. Yeah. And I can't break down Odd Taxi to the sum of its parts. I can't just be like, oh, well, the animation was really nice, so I guess it's a good... It's like, no, it's just everything about it is a good anime. And it is what makes anime of the year, in my opinion. It's the same situation as, like, Made in Abyss was the previous year. Uh, Devilman Crybaby. Those kind of elements that I just feel like it has to bring something, like, everything to the table. Everything just comes together so nicely. Yeah. So, and I feel like even Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer had that as well. The only anime of the year that I don't feel like had that was Yuri on Ice. And that's coming from somebody that loved Yuri on Ice. So, yeah, I, I think Odd Taxi falls under that line of just everything that came before it. It, it holds that title the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, not to say I'm... anything else on this list doesn't deserve to be here but that's just the one that i think fits the best no i i agree um i'm probably gonna vote on taxi as well because of that and like you've heard me you know rave about 86 like i i love 86 it is a good fucking anime it is a good fucking anime (laughs) but on taxi just it it just there's something about it that just puts it a, a step above it sits with you for so long like Oh, I'm still thinking about that ending. Like, everybody talks about how they hated the ending, and they're like, oh, we need a movie or a season two or something. I'm like, I do believe we're getting a movie in the future, but we honestly didn't need it. Yeah. So, I I, I felt like that very open ending was so perfect and was the cherry on top for how good this show was. So, yeah. Easy vote, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, God, love this fucking... I wish that we were almost like a like web series, like a YouTube video or something, because y'all gotta see what my screen looks like with this absolutely fantastic PNG work that Crunchyroll provides. I think this is a JPEG, actually. It is <laughs> pixelated as hell. Like, oh my god. Don't you own this image, Crunchyroll? What the fuck? You would think so, but nah. This thumbnail is completely, like, in... Like, you can't even tell what's going on in it. It's just pure pixels. <laughs> I, I I feel like that is very fitting of everything we've seen from the Crunchyroll Awards up to this point. If they if they had clean images, I would be like, wow, somebody splurged this year. Yeah. Alright, so moving on to the next category, uh, the category that I'm always really excited about, and that is Best Boy. 
Okay, I've always, I'm never excited about this category, actually. <laughs> no, no, you're excited leading up into this category, and then once the uh, nominees are announced, you're like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. I know. And you could absolutely tell that Crunchyroll once again has been scraping the barrel for best boys. That This is another reason they really should get more judges like us, where we just know what we're talking about when it comes to good characters because I just feel like they pick the most generic fucking boys that they could think of. Uh, starting like, with... Like, who are, who are the judges that are picking these people? Because right! Have they been thinking? Have they watched any of these other series? Right? Also, uh, there's a major uh, crime that I feel like the last two years, Crunchyroll had fixed this problem. And all of a sudden, it's a problem again, and that is the double dipping problem. So before we get too much into that, let's read off the nominations, starting with our Shonen Jump protagonist, uh, Senku from Dr. Stone. Yep. Which, uh, I get that he, like, for some people, he is their best boy. Like, he, he's he's all brains, no bronze. But He's, he's a good boy. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna deny it. But are you telling me there's, like, genuinely Senku stands out there? Yeah. Like, is there really somebody out there that they watch Dr. Stone and they're like, there he is. There's my son. There's best boy. Nobody does that. There's my leak head. Oh my God. (laughs) God. I love him. Did you see the pop-up parade for him? It's so perfect. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This was clearly chosen by somebody that's like, Shonen Jump needs a representative now that we can no longer throw Deku in. He got nominated to death until he finally won. Oof. Uh, moving on to one that felt like a really easy pick. I knew he was going to make this list, and that is uh, Izumi Miyamura from Hor- uh, Mia. Mm-hmm. I knew he'd be on this list. I think we all knew he'd be on this list. He's 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 deserving of it. He I can is... agree with this li- this choice. Yeah, he is somehow both Bishodin and Himbo at the same time. So. Yeah, I'm a very, very easy pick there. Uh, then we have Otakawa from Odd Taxi, which oddest choice on this list, but I can't be mad about it since the whole premise of his character arc was supposed to be that he's like the non-traditional love interest. It's an interesting choice. It's it's very, like you said, unconventional. So yeah. Uh. It's it's a little conflicting. It's like okay, he doesn't really fit into the the main like best boy standards, but yeah, I can't imagine him winning only because last year Gojo did not win, and the people's reason why he didn't win was because he wasn't a boy; he was a full grown adult. And I'm pretty sure Otokawa's older than Gojo. <laughs> yeah, Otokawa's like what thirty something. Yeah, so I'm like I. I could have seen Gojo winning based on the fact that he's just everybody's favorite, but I, I like that Odakawa is a non-traditional pick here. I just don't think he has any chance of winning based on how votes have gone in the past. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, Boji from Ranking of the Kings. Again, we didn't watch this anime, but he, he definitely feels like the wholesome pick in this category, so I can't be mad about that either. Yeah. And this is the point where I got really, really upset because I'm I saw, down. I saw these next two nominees, and I was like, "What the fuck? 
Seriously? Yeah. This is crunch this is Crunchyroll Sin. Boy. Yeah, these this is Crunchyroll Sin here. So I was scrolling down and I see uh Ken, Draken, Ryuji, and I'm like, wow. Okay, like I knew we were gonna get a Tokyo Revengers representative here. I was expecting it to be Mikey. And then I scroll down, Manjiro Mikey Sano. Yep. So I'm not mad that either of them are here, but I am mad that both of them are here. They don't deserve it. I I don't... They don't qualify as best boy to me. Like, they're... Well, I will tell you right now, the Tokyo Revengers fans are some of the thirstiest fans I've ever seen in my life. I have to uh... constantly remind people that these characters are children. Because the fandom seems to constantly forget that they're children. So they do qualify as best boy, particularly these two that get a lot of attention from the fangirls. These I will I will I will partially defend them in one thing, and that is the fact that uh, the main character, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he looks younger as an adult than he does as a kid. Yeah. You know, I'm it doesn't excuse it, but yeah, he definitely looks older when he's in middle school than he does when he's an actual adult. Yeah, I 100% expected Mikey to be here because Mikey stands are some of the loudest people on the internet right now. And I'm sure he's going to win, honestly, but I'm like if you were going to put Mac- uh, Mikey down as a nomination, Draken should not have been there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, the judges who made these categories committed major Crunchyroll sin here because they should have just looked at those two and said, okay, let's all come together and pick which one of these two is making the final cut. Like, the fact that the screenshots are even from the exact same scene. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh my god. I, I would have expected Mikey to be here. Mikey's stands are absolutely bonkers like i said i think mikey's going to win but that last slot there were so many good boys this year and i stand by the fact that gugu should have been the final nominee yeah um, to your eternity if not gugu because he's not very popular uh we could have had um ren goku from demon slayer right like like there's so many good boys that could have chosen instead they decided to double dip yeah. Which is annoying. Anyways. I also feel like Ren Goku could have been the Shonen Jump representative. Right? I'm just saying. Like, like uh, if, we, if we had Ren Goku and Gugu instead of Senku and Draken, I think this would have been a perfect list. Yeah. Honestly. Like I said, I expected Mikey to be here. I expected uh, Izumi Miyamura to be here. Uh, I think we we're always going to have some kind of like curveball like Otakawa, so I'm not mad about that, and Boji is, he's the wholesome child pick, so I'm not mad about that either. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that being said, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Miyamura. Yeah, I have to. Like, you guys forced my hand on this. Like, he's the only one... I, I would have picked Mikey if he was alone. Like, the fact that you guys are pushing for Tokyo Revengers to steal the best boy You You have to vote for someone else out of principle. Out of principle. Absolutely. Like, Mikey stands. Y'all can stop. Y'all can chill. He's 14. Like, (laughs) 
So moving on to a category, I, this might be the best category, actually, because you can tell where judges' priorities lie with this category, and that is best girl. It's, it's with the girls. So I was really, really happy to see that your pick for best girl made it. Shit, and yeah. that was Lena. Yep. <laughs> So I, I'm super happy to see Lena on this list. Uh, followed by Toru Kanda from Fruits Basket, mm-hmm. which easy, easy pick there. Uh, Nobara Kugisaki from Jujutsu Kaisen, my personal best girl. Like, seriously, I, I, I need decent figures of her. She has like no decent figures. Right. I saw a prototype for a Sega figure, and I'm just like, why is Sega killing it in the figure competition for Nobara? Uh, then we have uh, Sarasa Watanabe from Kageki Shoujo, which I didn't watch. I didn't watch either. But she's cute. I can see why she got nominated. Uh, we got Shoko Komi from Kobe Can't Communicate. I have not watched this anime, and I will tell you right now, Komi is best girl. I know why she's here. Because she's great. She's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. 100%. And then we got Ai Oto from Wonder Egg Priority. Again, like, this is the wholesome pick. Uh, we really didn't get any curveballs with the best girl category. which is a No, we didn't. But this is also a very solid list. Like, yeah. Like, I am conflicted. Because, like, while I love Lena, I also love Nobara. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god. But but then there's also Komi and I that like I'm like, oh my god, these these are four very solid choices. Yeah. And we didn't get like all of our picks for Best Girl here, but honestly, with the list this good, I'm I'm not too upset about some of our picks not making the cut. Uh Nobara was easy choice for me. She she's my favorite girl, but Honestly, I'm not going to be mad with whoever wins this. Yeah. So, I am voting Nobara. God, what is with these goddamn JPEG fucking Sons of bitches, JPEG bullshit! Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> I just want a picture I of mean, a goddamn hot you, dog. You went, you went to art school. I should hope you know what a JPEG is. <laughs> They don't teach us that in art school. <laughs> Damn. What kind of janky-ass art school did you go to? <laughs> so anyway, I voted Nobara. <laughs> uh, I gotta go with Lena. I, I put her up in our last episode. I gotta. You gotta. You 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 locked that in. I did. So you gave her a ring and everything. Now you gotta marry her. Mm, you know what? So, a woman in uniform, okay? <laughs> Shut up. Who doesn't? <laughs> so, the next category I'm also not upset about. Uh, this is Best Protagonist. So, this was actually the one that I threw Lena into. So. Or was it the other way around? Did you pick Lena for Best Protagonist and I picked her for Best Girl? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I know we both picked Lena for different categories, so. It might it might have been uh, Novara that I put up for Best Girl. Yeah, no, you're right. I did put Lena for best girl because I thought uh, Lena versus Shin. I couldn't tell which one was the I would consider the protagonist. So uh, either way, I'll yeah. probably vote for Lena at some point this week too. Honestly, <laughs> so 
Uh, I, I would like to say I'm going to vote more than today, but I mean, let's be real. I'm going to that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is my second time voting today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into best protagonist, though. This category, again, I can't really be too mad. It is missing characters that I would have thrown in here, but... It's, it's a decent list. It's a decent list, yeah. Uh, starting with Eden Yeager from Attack on Titan Final Season. Eden Yeager. Eden Yeager. Uh, yeah, so Eren Yeager and then Yuji. Yuji Ikidori. My boy. Uh, Joe from Megalobox 2. Okay, this one was the curveball. And yeah, I'm so I, happy I, he's here. I would not have expected that. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad for that choice. Uh, Odakawa. Um, Odakawa on Taxi. I do stand by the fact that I feel like if you made best boy category, you should not be in best protagonist. I've made this argument with Deku. But I can't, I'm, I'm not going to be mad about Odakawa because I feel like he fits here a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Boji, same thing with Boji. Although I Kings. I haven't watched this, so I don't know which category he fits in better. So, But same, same rule. And I'm going to apply that rule to I as well. She should not be in best protagonist and best girl. Yeah. So, but if I had to pick for her, I'd rather her be in the best protagonist category. So I, I feel like that's where she fits. Uh, I think she's who I'm going to vote for. I voted for Joe in my first round because I was just so happy to see him here. But I am going to throw I. I'm, I'm going to vote for Joe this round. Yeah, I am so just, happy. Joe just is because, here. like, he he was a very solid protagonist second season of yeah oh absolutely like i was so happy to see joe on this list i feel like a lot of people would make the argument that they liked joe better in season one because he felt more like a protagonist in this round or in season two he felt a little bit more like more underdog strangely enough like i don't know he changed a lot but at that same time aaron yeager's on the list so yeah, you can't argue that Joe changed too much and then vote for Aaron. Like it doesn't work like that. That's that's that is a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again, super hyper pixelated confirmation on my vote. Thank you, Crunchyroll. Stay classy. I really hope they recorded like a basement this year. Like. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite year was the year that they did like a closet podcast. Oh, oh, that was great. The best thing about that, it was the year immediately following the time they rented out an entire theater. Right? So it was just, it was, it was fantastic. I really hope they do something like that again. I love, like they're just like, I loved the year when they had like the, the one person that was at a bar. And, like, I don't think anyone in the bar has ever watched an anime ever in their life. Oh, yeah, no. But then they they're like, advertise. okay, who wants to win an Xbox? And everyone's like, woo! Yeah, uh, they definitely advertised it as free drinks and win an Xbox. And yeah. people were just like, yeah, San Francisco, woo! <laughs> right. So, getting into best antagonist, uh... This is the one exception I will make to the double dipping rule. Because I am so happy. I saw this pop up and I laughed my ass off. So the first nominee is Aaron Yeager. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, oh boy. 
he hope he wins both categories? <laughs> I th I feel like uh, if he wins Beth's categories, we we have to do like three shots. <laughs> like. Oh, that would be fantastic to be honest. Yeah, we'll we'll just have shots set aside of like fireball or something, and we will be like, we drink these if Aaron wins both categories. He has to win both though. So if if you guys want us to drink three stupid shots in a row, uh, vote Aaron for both these categories. Uh, moving on to the so so, so that um makes makes me uh realize that I I put up I think last year the same thing there was an anime that came out that I was like oh it would be great if you know we could get this character as both protagonist and antagonist yeah and it didn't happen it didn't but happen. like but like now there's the chance I want it to happen I want it to happen uh moving on to I think the only My Hero Academia nominee I might be wrong here uh Tomura Shir Higaraki thank you uh I didn't watch season 5 of My Hero Academia uh I guess he's a good antagonist. I saw his whole backstory on a TikTok, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that his the, whole backstory that's, can that's be basically up on a what it is. It's like, okay, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh. Yano from Yano. Pod Taxi, which I agree. Actually, it, I, it, it's it, it's okay. I I still would have picked um the other guy. The monkey. The monkey, dude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yano was way more punchable, in my opinion. He was. He was a less interesting character, but he was definitely more of a villain. So. And I think he fits more into the main antagonist, where the monkey was kind of like on whoever side he wanted to be on. So he, he was a bit more of a... Not quite an anti-hero, but almost an anti-antagonist. Yeah, I, I still would have picked him over over Yano. Yeah, I I agree, uh, especially because last year we got Rachel. So <laughs> Rachel Don't getting nominated. Rachel getting nominated. Don't, Don't remind me. It was the greatest thing that ever happened. I'm still convinced we had a mole. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have Echidna from ReZero. This is a, an interesting choice. I don't know if I'd pick Echidna as an antagonist. I mean, I guess... I think she got she nominated last year, too. Kind of is, but, like... She doesn't really play the role of an antagonist. Yeah, uh, she. I think she was nominated last year as well. I think she's the thirsty choice. So. Fair. That's, uh, that's fair. Speaking of thirsty choices, uh, uh Shindo, Shindo from, or Adam from Skate the Infinity, he is 100% the thirsty choice. Come yeah. on. <laughs> he, I think he almost wins this just because he has the same voice as Dio in the Japanese. And his English voice actor was just fun. <laughs> like, he was the reason why I think most people wanted to watch the anime dubbed. So, I'm glad he's here, because, again, very, very punchable character. Uh, 
Speaking of... And then uh, last is Ateta Kisaki. From Tokyo, Tokyo Revengers. Again, very punchable. Uh, this, this is the guy... He's he's my pick, honestly. Yeah. Because he feels like an antagonist. Oh, absolutely. He radiates just... Please kill this just, guy. Just energy. everything about him is just... Mm, oh my god, I want him to just really get his comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, I believe Kisaki is like how you write a good villain, in my opinion. Yeah. He is a snake in the grass. He is... He plays the role of like this likable character while the audience is very well aware that he is the source of all problems in the series. I think he's an absolutely good pick. Um, I picked Adam last time because I thought it was funny. But yeah, I think... <laughs> <laughs> you thirsty bitch. <laughs> He's he's got that Dio voice, okay? I can't help it. Uh, but yeah, I think in terms of writing, Kisaki should win this. Uh, so I, I'm gonna vote for Kisaki. Yeah. Yeah. Pixelated Kisaki. Mm, all those pixels. Is it just my computer so, that's doing that, so or is that happening on your side? So pixels, you can count them on three hands. I probably could, actually. <laughs> So, best fight scene. I know this has been the most controversial category. Again, uh, Crunchyroll Sin was committed here. And there was other fight scenes that literally could have filled an extra category or an extra nominee slot here. Yeah. But let's talk about probably the best choice on this list. Aaron Yeager versus the Warhammer Titan. Uh, okay, so... I, I think this was ultimately a really good fight until you realize that the solution to this fight was just unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> okay, so I actually did my research and I went and watched all of these fight scenes. Mm -hmm. I wasn't impressed. Really? I was not impressed with the, the Aaron Jaeger versus Warhammer Titan fight. See, I felt like you would have loved this fight because this is where he takes one of his enemies literally turns him into a human nutcracker and and that was the best part like the rest of the fight scene was just kind of like eh. yeah uh, i do wonder if they just included the shots of these two characters going at it or if they included everything that was going on simultaneously to this event happening because i think it, you got to kind of take it as like the whole picture which unfortunately means you do need to watch the entire episode so it's not really a fight scene at that point. So that could disqualify this fight in particular. Because when you, when you have to factor in everything that's going on, is it really a fight scene? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think this is probably my favorite on the list. I like the fact that he, you know, beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. I love the fact that he was literally just like, oh, just pull the plug. <laughs> Easy. Uh <laughs> I love the fact that Why the Warhammer... Why didn't I think of that sooner? I love that the Warhammer Titan was, like, super, super hyped up this entire time. They're like, this is our trump card. We have the Warhammer Titan. As long as we have the Warhammer Titan, who cares who has the Attack Titan? Who cares who has the Founding Titan? Those don't matter worth a damn. And then Aaron's just like, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I'll show you. So I, I loved everything about this fight. Uh, but yeah, I do think there's too many elements that disqualify it, because you, you really do need to take it as a sum of the parts of the episode, and I don't know if okay. it holds up on its own. That's 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 fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, next is Nor Naruto versus Ishiki. 
So I'm not surprised this made it. I have not watched Naruto and I have not watched Boruto. And I knew this fight was going to make it because people would not fucking shut up about this fight. I, I, like I said, I did my research. I watched all of these fight scenes. This was a cool fight scene. Yeah. I, I will give it that. It is a good fight scene. You, you know that people are hype when Naruto is coming back in full throttle to fight in his son's anime. He's absolutely upstaging Boruto here. Yeah. Uh, I like that this fight scene is here. The, the whole not Boruto... I, I'm not watching Boruto, but from my understanding is this character was like an alien from space or some like weird bullshit that Naruto has to fight and yeah it the story's stupid yeah but this fight scene is pretty cool <laughs> so I do see little cat paws on your webcam from podcast oh number Sorry. two above you oh there they are <laughs> sorry podcast number two is just being ridiculously cute right now uh, moving on, we have Yuji Ichidori and uh, Toto versus Hanami. And this was my pick to be nominated for this category. I love everything about this fight. I love the buildup. I love the animation. I love the choreography. I love how goddamn stupid the premise is behind these two <laughs> fighting insane. I, I love them just fighting like the, the Hanami and like Yuji and Toto were just like, Braza! <laughs> uh, this is the epitome of sharing the same brain cell. <laughs> oh, it is absolutely two idiots with one brain cell between <laughs> them. This was... This is just good TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> this fight was my everything, and I am so happy it's here. I'm not going to be voting for anything else this category because it's just I did mention our episode though that there was one other Jujutsu Kaisen fight that I would not be shocked if it made it and that was Yuji Itadori and Nobura Kugasaki versus Esso and Ke Ke Kechisu thank you and and that did make it obviously that's why we're mentioning it <laughs> yes yeah, so that was nominated I I'm gonna argue this here similar to the best boy category the judges behind this should have sat down and said which fight deserves to be here more? Because it really just depends on what your tastes are. Uh, Yuji and Toto versus Hanami was just kind of like watching a musical. Everything just was so synced and so perfect. And it was hokey, but it was fun. And the drama is highlighted by the fact of just how ridiculous the scenario is. Where Yuji and Nobra versus uh, the brothers, because I'm not going to pronounce their names right. Uh, this was definitely more drama. This was more intensity. This was the moment that made everybody fall in love with Nobra, which honestly, you should have been in love with her from the beginning. But yeah, this this was the perfect way to end the first season, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so like you said, with uh, yours is the Yuji and Toto. Uh, my choice between the two would be the Nobara and Yuji. Yeah, my my uh, choice just, is just because like I like the drama of that fight more than than the the playfulness of Yuji and Toto and like yeah, and I could that's see, just me. I could see why both made this list because I'm sure the judges were probably torn in the same way that you and I are torn on this. 
but I feel like the judges should have just made a final call. And I honestly, I would not have been mad with one beating the other. Because yeah. I could see they're they're both equally good and it ultimately just comes down to your personal tastes. I also just like the fact that the uh, Yuji and Toto fight just felt like the animation was a lot cleaner. Which a lot of that does have to do with the intensity. They in, they actually went out of their way to make the Yuji and Nobra fight feel a lot more jarring and shaky because it's supposed to be a lot darker. But yeah, yeah, I I felt like I don't know y- Yuji and Toto was just it was polished goodness. I love it so much. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like I said, yeah. I I can see why they're or like you said, I can see why they're both on the list. And I can see why you would pick the Yuji and Toto over the Nobara and Yuji, because... Yeah. But I would still go with the Nobara fight. Yeah, so maybe the judges were having the same problem we are and just couldn't agree. Uh, If I had to pick, like, which one deserves to be on the nominee list over the other, it's probably Yuji and Nobara, honestly. Yeah. Uh, This Nobara just absolutely killed it, but I actually... I liked Nobra's fight during the tournament a little or the trial a little bit more I love how much of a badass she is in this fight but I loved her just attacking that other girl with the freaking hammer and just being like a bitch I ain't no woman or man alright I'm just a badass right <laughs> I, I love Nobara she's so great yeah so like I I, I think if one deserved it over the other, Yuji and Nobra probably should have been the one that the judges chose. Yeah. But since they couldn't make up their mind, I'm going to take advantage of that and go Yuji and Nobra. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. there's, there's the Elma vs. Toru from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Also not surprised that this made it, honestly. I'm, I'm not surprised either. Because, like, with season two of Dragon Maid, they really went balls to the wall with the animation. Yeah, this like, was this was the fucking money fight right here. It, it was. And it is a good fight. So I'm, I'm not going to complain about this one being on the list. Yeah. I, I don't last, think it should win, but... You don't think it should win? Yeah, I don't think it should win, but... I, I agree. I, I appreciate it being on the list, but I don't think the best fight. Uh, yeah. And then the last one is BB versus uh, Yugo Kakitani from uh, Vivi. Vivi, yeah. Vivi. I am actually really happy that a Vivi fight made it on here. And this is one of those fights that absolutely broke the internet. So, I again, I'm not really shocked that it's here. I do feel like a lot of this comes down to my argument that Vivi deserved to be nominated for Best Animation. So, that, I think that's the reason I'm not going to vote for it for Best Fight. But I'm, I'm glad it's here regardless, because Vivi deserved more attention. Yeah. So. Uh, so, honestly, out of this list, in, in you know... <coughs> whoops, sorry. In uh, my expert biased opinion <laughs> Vivi gets this this vote okay yeah like I said it's, and, and, it's an and, internet okay, breaking here's, fight here's, here's my reasoning for it though is like as much as I love the, the Yuji and Obara fight 
Like, it is fantastic. And I love Novara in that scene. The reason I chose VV over it is because watching that fight scene, it it never felt one-sided. Mm-hmm. With the Yuji and Novara fight, it was you very know, one-sided. It was very one-sided. It got to a yeah. certain point, you know, where where like the blood splattered and like the roses went up her skin, and she was just like, "Ha, got you," you know. And that was when you knew it was over. It's like, oh, they're fucked. Yeah. With I... with the Vivi, throughout that entire scene, you were wondering, okay, where is this gonna go? You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. yeah, and I will admit, uh, the Yuji and Toto fight ultimately is just let's stall until Gojo shows up. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it, it's still a very, very enjoyable scene for me. So I think that's why it still gets my vote. But I can absolutely agree with you with Vivi as as a good pick because it it is a sit on the edge of your seat fight, and I think that is something that makes a good fight. For me, I I'm picking simply out of my my own personal entertainment. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the direction that the votes go. Yeah. So, moving on to one that, again, I just feel like my, my pick should have made this cut, but eh, what do I know? Not like I went to film school or anything. Uh, best Director. So, I apologize in advance if I mispronounce any of these names, but starting with... Uh, Yuichiro Hayashi from Attack on Titan season final season part one. Uh, yeah. Sung Sungku Park from Sungku Park from Jujutsu Kaisen. Kortu. Yo Morimiya from Megalobox. Moriyama. Bak- Moriyama. I I knew what I meant. I just didn't mean what I said. <laughs> uh, Baku Kinoshita from Otaxi. Uh, Shingo Natsume from Sunny Boy, and Shin. Waka Bayashi from Wondering Priority. Yeah, I still feel like uh, for Best Direction, I really would have loved to have seen uh, um, names are escaping me, but um, uh, we literally just talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was the last episode we did before we took our hiatus. Um, I don't remember. uh, Something Monogatari? Oh, the Heike story. Heike, yeah, Heike Monogatari. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. Like the word Heike was escaping me. <laughs> uh, I I would have loved to have seen that one for Best Direction. That that one would have been good for Best Direction, I think. Yeah. I I know nothing about directing, so I am going to abstain from that vote. Yeah, personally, uh, if we're just going on a direction perspective here, like. Just what felt like it was the cleanest editing, the best pacing, uh, something that just felt like it was fully fleshed out, storyboarded well from beginning to end. Uh, my pick here would be Megalobox, very easily. I just this feels like a love letter to boxing sequels, which is a really really hard thing to tackle because a lot of like really famous like boxing and fighting movies things like rocky uh there's always going to be some people who are just like oh the sequels are better they have more depth and i feel like megalo box fits into that category of just a continuation of a legend story that just needed more drama and depth to it and yeah 
you, you gotta love when somebody pays tribute or creates something that is a love letter to a genre that they're clearly very passionate about. I can't say the same thing for literally any other nominee. So it's it's easily Megalobox. Uh, Wondering Priority came close, though. I just, I feel like Wondering Priority got a little too wrapped up in its own hype. And the director just kind of dropped the ball a little bit, so... Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's my pick. Uh, I would have loved to see uh, Haiji Mondogatari get though. So, uh, I, th- I still think I would have chose Megalobox as the winner, but... Anyway. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, vote for Best Animation. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jujutsu Kaisen got nominated last year. I think it won last year. Yeah, something like that. So I'm a little... I don't know. I'm a little upset to see that make the cut. Uh, starting strong, though, we did get Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mugen Train Arc, which I actually believe Demon Slayer won best animation in its year, too. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I uh, think that I kind of feel like that should be disqualified. Two. Same with Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, so and I, then I. After that, there's so, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Mage, Met Maze Season 2. Yeah. Which I know Dragon Maid has been nominated for Best Animation. I can't remember if it won. I don't believe it did. Okay. I mean, I would have I to think... look, but I don't think it did. Just because... There's so many other choices. Yeah. Uh, Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation... Uh, I can see why this one's on the list. It's It was a very, very gorgeous anime, and I think its animation and just all-around pretty art style was one of the best things about this show. Uh, Vivi Fluorite Eye Song, uh, I mentioned that was my nomination for Best Animation. Yep. And so I was really happy to see that it's here. And then Wonder Egg Priority easily just textbook quality animation. It has a very cute art style that translates really well to which action scenes. Uh, it just does little details like, uh, you know, the way that the characters eat or just their little movements, like the way that they walk. They all have very unique walk styles. Everything about this is just like... I, I think if I were to teach, you know, quality and animation as like a course... Wonder Egg Priority would be a very easy pick. I do think there were other anime this year that should have made this list, honestly. So, I, I think of what we have here, the bottom three are really the the competitors here. Just because, like I said, I think the top three have already had their moment in the spotlight in this category. Yeah. So, uh... It's going to come down to Vivi versus Wonder Egg Priority for me, though, because those are the only two that I feel like utilized absolutely everything they had at their disposal in order to create quality animation and not just relying on a very, very pretty art style. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going with Vivi. Yeah. It's just, it's it's really good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I am going to go one. It's really good animation. It's just, it's, it's pretty top tier. Yeah, I am going to go Wonder Egg Priority here just because Wonder Egg Priority felt like it was a contender for anime of the year when it first started, and I think a lot of that came down to its animation. So, but I did vote for Vivi earlier. So like I said, it's, it's coming down to these two for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so. 
Uh, I know that Mother's Basement was actually saying that, uh, what, oh, fuck, I already forgot the name. Names are escaping me. Uh, the one about the little kid that's like the king or whatever. He said uh, that that one. Of kings. Yeah, ranking. I know he said that he felt that one should have been nominated for best animation. So. Yeah. Because it uses more traditional animation style and less film style. I see. Yeah. So I, I can agree to that. Uh, best character uh, design. Just a sec. Okay. Okay. Okay, so. Moving on to best character design. I am actually really upset with the top pick for this, and that is Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, I kind of see a few character designs in this that I think are really standout character designs, like uh, Panda, and I would say Gojo, and Toto, and really a lot of the villains all feel like good character designs, but I think as far as, like, the main protagonists of this go, they are all really basic as hell, actually. I think the reason why a lot of people were disappointed by their Nendroid line, as well as a lot of their scale figure lines, is that they just don't look that good. Yeah. Like, I I really want to get the Nobra and Yuji Nendroids, but I... I've seen so many people reselling them because they're just super underwhelming. And I'm like, I I feel like if you can't even sell merchandise for an anime that's a runner for anime of the year two years in a row, how are you supposed to convince us that they're the best character designs? Yeah. I, I think if people vote for this, it's purely based on hype and not off of quality. Uh, moving on to our next nominee, uh, Odd Taxi. Yep. Really, really easy pick here. Uh, I knew we'd get at least one furry show on here. I love the fact that all of them are based purely off of the main character's imagination. Spoiler alert. But it works so well. Uh, Ranking of the Kings. Again, a really easy pick here. I love the fact that all of them follow more traditional cartoon style. And they all have just a really strong designs. You can tell a character very easily just by looking at them. Uh, Skate the Infinity. This also falls into my merchandise argument. Uh, Skate the Infinity, if they made merchandise of these characters, it would sell really well. It would 100% sell. Look, yeah. I'm just saying, you make a nice figure of fucking Cherry, mm -hmm. fly off the shelves. Oh yeah, okay? a, a scale figure of Cherry would easily be one of the like best figures out there if it was made good. Especially if it was made by like alter or something that's just really good at like beautiful flowy characters absolutely I think any of these characters would make good nendroids I think any of them make good scales hell they'd all make good prize figures like Skate the Infinity very very good character design yeah uh Vivi, Vivi. again or, or I, I saw really really strong argument here even some of the more <laughs> basic robots are very very stand out very, very great. I love the fact that the one AI is basically just a teddy bear. I love that Vivi kind of feels like the Hatsune Miku of her time. It it works. Everything about this is really strong. Good pick. Yeah. And then, and then last is Wonder Egg Priority. Yeah, which, again, I feel like is a good pick. They have the Madoka Magica quality of character design here, but it's a bit more modern day. They feel less like magical girls and more just like real people 
but they still have that magical girl distinction. They, you could tell a lot about who these characters are just by looking at them. Really, really good pick. Um, I would have replaced Jujutsu Kaisen with B-Stars, and I think this would have been a perfect list. That's that's fair. That's a good assessment. Yeah. So, because how did B-Stars not make this list? So, um, I, I, I guess maybe they didn't want two furry contenders on here. They're like, let's pick the one we, furry choice. We can't choice. give the furries that much representation. If they know how much <laughs> power they have, they'll seize control, okay? <laughs> Deep down, aren't we all furries? A little bit. I actually don't even know who to pick here, to be honest, because I, I think this is a really strong category. It really is. Um, I mean, aside from Jujutsu Kaisen, like, that's, that's the one that's an obvious not pick for me. The others are all really good choices. I think the strongest one here is Skate the Infinity. I think part of that is just my I, pure spite out of the fact that Skate the Infinity just doesn't get enough love. I I think so, and honestly, I'm, I'm thinking that's what I'm going to have to vote for. They also had some of the strongest cosplays that we saw at ALA, honestly. Anybody that was cosplaying from this series just looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So that's that's another standout for me. So yeah, let's go very very pixelated skate the infinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next is best score, which I didn't even need to look at this whole list. I already knew who I was voting for. So let's go to the list anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, who are you voting for? Uh, the top contender here is eighty six. Uh, here in Asawano and that's, Kota Yamamoto. That's, that's fair. There's 86, uh, Demon Slayer, Megalobox 2, Odd mm-hmm. Taxi, Vivi, and Wondering Priority. Yeah, I'm really happy uh, Megalobox made this cut too. This has actually been my workout soundtrack whenever I'm weightlifting. Megalobox has some good music, both mm-hmm. season one and season two. Like, yeah. It is some dope shit. I feel like season two also just completely transformed the tone of the series with this soundtrack. Oh, it absolutely does. They could have easily just gone with the same stuff they used in season one, but they went a completely different route, and it makes me so happy. And like I said, this is my workout music, like, easily. Uh, Not so much my uh, cardio workout, but anytime I'm weightlifting, this is the music I listen to. And anytime you're... you're you decide to uh, put on some boxing gloves and yeah, hit, if... hit the uh, hit the bag. Yeah, I wish they had bags at my gym. They don't. Oh, that'd but... be awesome. Right? Why, why don't they? They need to get some bags at your gym. They really do. I need to drag Tyler to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my cardio workout is actually uh, 86. I do have several songs from 86 on my cardio playlist. So all right, uh, I could see either of these winning. I, I'm going 86 just because it, it is Sawano, but I do feel like if I am going to vote multiple times, uh, I am going to throw a few here at Megalobox. I'm, I'm going to go Megalobox just to spite you. <laughs> just because that's how I am. I, I feel like Sawano is going to be an easy pick for people because everybody knows who he is. Yeah. So I, I, I want the underdog to get some votes here, so I will go Megalobox today. So... Uh, so up next, we've got best uh, Japanese voice acting performance.
instruments. So starting with, again, I apologize if I mispronounce any of these names, uh, Ayane Sakura, who played Gabby. Uh, Attack on Titan. Yuki uh, Kaiji. Kaji, who played Aaron. Attack on Titan. Uh, I'm not too upset about this one being a double dip just because I think voice acting should absolutely stand on its own. Yeah. So I, I won't be... I do not consider this a sin for the double dip. Uh, Kiyoshi Kobayashi, who played uh, Daisuke Jigen on uh, Lupin Third. I love that he's here just because I feel like uh, Lupin Third's voice cast is very similar to how like Americans care about like the Scooby-Doo voice cast, where it's just like their voices are so well-known that you, you just can't replace them. Yeah. So I, I am uh, glad that he's here. Natsuki Hanai from Who is Odakawa on Odd Taxi. I love Natsuki Hanai's work. I felt like he was the perfect pick for Odakawa as well. Yeah. Uh, Aoi Yuki, who is Kumoko from So I'm a Spider, So What? I actually don't like her being here. I thought her <laughs> voice was so annoying. <laughs> no offense to Aoi Yuki. I just, I, I hated Kumoko's voice. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and then uh, last is Kanada Aikawa, who was Ioto from Ordering Priority. I loved her performance. Absolutely, I did. I loved how uh, much range she had with this one character alone. Yeah. I think this is a good pick. So, uh, honestly, though, I actually I think I will go with Ai's voice here. I. I I, I love them, but honestly, I don't think I know enough about voice acting, let alone Japanese voice acting, to be able to put my vote in on this one. I think I've watched enough anime that I can tell what a good performance sounds like, and I just is an absolute standout here. She had so much range as a character, so I, I gotta vote for her. Very, very pixelated. As, I'm seriously wondering if it's just my computer that's this pixelated. or if I, I think it's just your computer. Because, like, it's I'm so looking bad. at my images, and they're not pixelated. Yeah, that's so bad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on then, to best uh, English voice. English voice acting. We've got uh, uh, Brittany Cox, who is Fena from Fena Pirate Princess. I did watch uh, some of these episodes in English just to get a good idea, because what else am I going to do in quarantine? You're right. Uh, uh, Laura Bailey, who is Toru Honda in Fruits Basket. Uh, Adam uh, MacArthur, who is Yuji Itadori. I actually love Adam's uh, voice as Yuji. I think he's so fantastic. Uh, David Wald, who was Shindo, or Adam from Skate the Infinity. I knew he was going to make this for one reason and one reason only. He became viral for one line that he improv during the show. And that was uh, when Adam makes his first appearance at, like, the skate trials or whatever. He says, uh, hello, ladies and bros and all you non-binary hoes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and from that moment, everybody wanted to watch this anime in English. So I, I commend him for that one line that just absolutely sold people on Skate the Infinity. All right. And, uh, and then there's Matt Shipman, who was Reki Eon from uh, Skate the Infinity. And I am not going to be able to pronounce her name. I know that she recently got casted in another English dub that was pretty controversial on Twitter. So I, I do apologize for mispronouncing your name as uh, Anai, Anai Reese. Uh, uh, Anai, 
Onairis Quinones. You, you're the one who comes from a Spanish family, so... <laughs> I, I believe it's Quinones. Okay. Again, that's, sorry if I butcher it, but that sounds about right. Yeah, I know that she has been a bit controversial lately. She got uh, casted as... Uh, oh, what's her name? The one the one girl that's, like, constantly just annoying her uh, senpai as, like, the rom-com. I know that you watched... I watched a couple of episodes from, of it. From um, My Senpai is Annoying? No, uh, the other one. The other girl that was driving her senpai crazy. Oh, I uh... But don't mess don't with me. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. Yeah, so she got casted as Nagatoro recently, and Twitter went absolutely apeshit over it. So, because, like, people were, like, saying they didn't like her as, like, casted as that character, because they're like, oh, they only casted, like, a person of color because Nagatoro is tan. And that's like, no, she got casted because she played the role right, and obviously the fact hey, that she was Rika... Hey, but on that note, I'm actually a little surprised that the Japanese voice actor didn't get nominated for, for the Nagatoro role, because yeah. I remember when when the first you know trailer was dropped for that show, everyone lost their shit. They were just like, oh my god, the voice actor fucking nailed it. Yeah. And her uh, audio has actually become really viral online as well. The particularly the gumbari gumbari senpai, gumbari gumbari senpai. Yeah, that's yeah that that voice clip is viral. So, uh, but yeah, I so that's the only reason I know who this voice actor is is because of the hate she's been getting online. So part of me kind of wants to vote for her out of that reason alone. Uh. You know what? Fuck it. She's got my vote. I will 100% get the spite vote in. That's, Fuck it. That's valid. Fuck you guys. That's valid, actually. She doesn't deserve the hate she's getting on Twitter, so I'll, I'll vote for her, too. I, I don't know if that's a good reason to vote for somebody, especially because I didn't watch Wonder Egg Priority in English, but S fuck spite it. Spite is a powerful motivator, okay? <laughs> so, uh, moving on to best opening sequence... One that I knew was going to be here because this OP absolutely blew up and for good reason. And that is uh, Boku no Senso from Attack on Titan. Uh, the next one is Kaibutsu uh, from Beastars. Another one I'm not surprised at all made it because that song is also viral. Uh, Viv and, uh, Vivid Vice from Jujutsu Kaisen. Yep. Uh, know Supreme from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, Odd Taxi from Odd Taxi, surprisingly enough. <laughs> and Crybaby from Tokyo Revengers, another one I'm not surprised about. Honestly, I feel like if Tokyo Revengers deserved any kind of nomination, it was OP. I love all of these OPs, actually. Yes. I'm I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Really? Cry, Crybaby was... To me, it seemed like your very generic shonen opening. Really? Like, there were so many pieces in it, you know, like like don't get me wrong, it, it has a very, like, shonen openings have a good formula that work for them. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not a bad OP, but it just, it seems like so generic of a of a shonen opening, like 
Like, you got the, the scene with all the, you know, the characters walking toward the camera. And then you got the scene where they're walking away from the camera. And then and then you got the scene where the main character's, like, looking at his open palm and then clenches his fist. And then you see, you, like, there's, it's so generic. I love it, though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good, and it works. But it's generic. It's not best opening. Okay. Um, I'll... I do think it's the worst one on this list, actually. I'll give you credit for that, but I... It was the one thing about Tokyo Revengers that I felt like deserved to be nominated for. In my complete honest opinion. Uh, that's, that's, that's fair. Like yeah. I said, it just... It's... Out of all of these, it is the weakest contender. Yeah. Uh, I do really, really like uh, Kaibutsu from Beastars. We didn't get to watch the opening that a lot because Netflix has this habit of just skipping the OP. Yeah. And, and like I said, I had to go and rewatch all of these. I so love I make so a good cool. comparison. Uh, I am going to go with Attack on Titan, though, just because, God, that OP was hype as hell. It's so strange, and it went. It somehow both fit with the Attack on Titan OP tropes, as well as going against a lot of previous OPs. It felt less like an anthem, and more just kind of like this horrors of war propaganda OP. It it fits so well because everything else is like a battle cry, call to action. This is more just like, yeah, this is the Holocaust in an OP, <laughs> like. It, yeah, I, I love it so much. It, it it's absolutely a piece of art, and I hope it's just one of those ops that just lasts forever. Honestly, it's it's so timeless. Yeah. Um, so I I gotta go with the the B stars op on this one. It's just it it stood out more than any of the others in my mind. Yeah. Did it not let me vote? Hold on. Vote. Uh oh. I think I might hit cancel by accident. Hold on. Next category. Yeah, no, it's just jumping me back to this category. Weird. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. I, I'm, I'm in the next category. So. <laughs> it was weird. You're it, like, tripping. jumped me. You're tripping. Oh, do you know what it was? What was it? I accidentally voted for best ending. <laughs> My bad. Because the first two nominees are the exact same. So I just wasn't paying attention. So, yeah. so I accidentally voted for... Uh, Shogeki for her best ending sequence from Attack on Titan. I do not think this is the best ending. Yeah. Honestly. So, so best so ending for Shogeki Attack on Titan. Uh, uh, Yasashi Suise from Beastars. Shirogane from Demon Slayer. Nainai from Shadow's House. Uh, Infinity from Skate the Infinity. And Ganbare Kumoko-san. I hate that Ganbare Kumoko-san no theme. Mm. I yeah, hate this movie. Yeah, it's 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 not a good ending. It's I hate it's this definitely CD. the weakest contender in this one. Yeah, it's not even like it's the weakest here. It's just, I hate the CD so freaking much. I would have much rather seen one of the EDs from that time I got reincarnated as a sign make this list. Yeah. I felt like they were much better. They they were the same energy but just better. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I hate that it's here. Jenny, so, I do. Nah, not a fan of that one. Um, yeah. For me personally, out of this list, I I liked uh, the Shadows House ED mm -hmm. and the Skate the Infinity ED. Yeah. Like those those two, in my opinion, are are the strongest. I really hope one of them wins. 
Yeah, I think uh, Shirogane from Demon Slayer Mugen Train was a strong contender, but I think that's just because uh, you're holding on to all of that energy from the end of the film, and it just does this incredible thing where it takes all of those emotions you're feeling about Ren Goku, and it puts it into song form, and it worked really, really well, but I think watching it on its own, it, it feels a bit weaker. Uh, of this list, I, I agree with you. Those are the two strongest. Skate the Infinities, uh, Infinity is, is my favorite on this list. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna be voting for the Shadows House ED. Just, yeah, uh, I, I accidentally I really voted for Attack on Titan. Really yeah, I, I accidentally voted for this category, so I will be <laughs> skipping it today, but I will be voting Skate tomorrow. Oops. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to Best Action. <laughs> <laughs> Best action. Yeah. So, uh, uh attack, attack, attack on Titan. Titan. So, no surprise there. Although, I will say the best parts of Attack on Titan had nothing to do with the action. The action didn't really start to ramp up until near the end of part one. Uh, Demon Slayer, Muga Train. I actually am happy this is here instead of it being in best fight because I felt like there was. Well, I felt, uh, the, uh, Fuck, what's the name? The demon versus, like, the top three demon versus Ren Goku was an amazing fight. Ultimately, just all of the action in this, even, like, the Ren Goku fighting the dream demons was just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, no surprise here, but the fact that they are now nominated twice in Best Fight, I'm. We didn't skip them. Um. S-S-S-S-S-S-Dinazenon? Yeah, Dinazenon. we didn't watch... Uh, we, we're gonna not talk about this one because we didn't watch it. Uh, Vivi, absolutely, because we had the one fight that was nominated, but ultimately Vivi was just good from start to end, honestly. Yeah. And then Wondering Priority. Again, uh, the action was actually really good. I think a lot of people want to shun Wonder Egg Priority because they're just like, oh, that ending was so bad. But the fight scenes and the action, it worked good from start to finish. I think that's undeniable. Yeah. So, um, if I had to pick here, I'm going to go with Mugen Train because this was just an arc that was nothing but fighting. And... They, they killed it, especially the Ren Goku versus the uh, top three demon. Yeah. I forget his name, which is sad because he's like my favorite. <laughs> actually, off the top, <laughs> he's actually my favorite. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Wonder Egg priority on this one. Like, I, I, think I, love, I love the Demon Slayer one choice, but overall, Wonder Egg priority really did have a lot of really good action scenes. Mm hmm. So, I think for me, uh, Wonder Egg Priority covered that with best animation. So, yeah. That's I, I, th I think that if I'm voting for it in one category, it feels weird to vote for it in the next one. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to best comedy. We're, I'm going to try to burn through these a little bit faster, because uh, yeah, there's a lot of these. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. Uh, don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro. Uh, Heaven's Design Team, which everybody's mad that that's on here, actually. Everybody said that was, like, the worst comedy of the year. Uh, Comey Can't Communicate, Life Lessons. Life, life Lessons with uh, Uramichi Onisan, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, 
and Odd Taxi. Which Odd Taxi seems like a really weird choice. I don't think I would classify it as a comedy. No, it's a drama. Uh, I'm going to put Comey, because I just want to see Comey win something. (laughs) Uh, I didn't watch a lot of these, but... Have you watched any of these? No. Well, Odd Taxi. (laughs) So, other, than, other than the one that isn't a comedy I did watch uh, Don't Toy With Me Miss Targetar I only watched a few episodes but see I'm gonna choose that one that one is is the funniest to me Like, I, I couldn't get through it it was an anime about bullying I couldn't I, get through it and, and I understand that I, I get it but that one was it, it was it was comedy for me Like that, it, it made me laugh Komi can't communicate while is cute and is definitely a comedy, it just it, it, it hasn't made me laugh the same way that Miss Nagatoro has. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is a pretty weak year for comedy. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, best drama. We got 86. A very easy choice. Fruits yep. Basket, the final season. Again, pretty easy choice. Uh, Kengeki Shoujo. I would I had no idea it was a drama. Odd Taxi, which we mentioned should have been in this category to begin with. Uh, Two Year Eternity, which is the first time it's appeared on this list, which is criminal. And right. Wonder Egg Priority. Easy, it's gonna be Two Year Eternity. This is an anime that had the entire internet crying after one episode. If you don't vote for it, I'm sorry. It's... Oh, absolutely. Two Year Eternity. Yeah, this is a very easy pick, honestly. All pretty good list, honestly. Just... Not a bad list. Yeah. Uh, best romance. First pick is kind of weird. B stars. Because un- unless you're talking about uh, the main character with Louis, because the two of them had way more chemistry than the actual <laughs> canonical couple. <laughs> oh, oh boy, for reals. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Haru was barely in this season. Yeah. And the few scenes she was in were more awkward than romantic, so... Yeah. Oh, for reals. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Fruits Basket. Again, very easy pick here. Uh, actual canonical couple that had to fight through a lot of bullshit just to be together. Uh, don't toy with me, Miss Nagataro. I can't. They're... It's... She bullies him. I can't. Yeah. So maybe she gets better as the series moves on, but I couldn't get past the first couple of episodes, and I couldn't get the or past the fact that when her friends were bullying him, the whole internet was just like, "Ooh, lucky bastard!" And I'm like, "No, harassment is harassment." Like, yeah, like, like I get, I agree with your argument. Like, they they do bully him. I still think it's cute, and I like the show. That's just me. Yeah. I'm not even necessarily mad at Nagataro because I do hear she gets better. From what I have seen, she gets better, but her friends are assholes. Uh, this, this poor boy doesn't. Yeah, no, her friends are the absolute worst. Like I, I don't. They're awful. Yeah, another easy pick here, uh, Horimiya, because that's just the epitome of cute romance anime. Yep. Uh, Komi can't communicate, which again, I'm glad to see it getting some love. Uh, the Duke of Death and His Maid, which I did not watch, so I, I have no idea. I watched I watched the first couple episodes of it. It's cute. It just it didn't keep my attention, especially not the season it was in. 
the season it was in had a bunch of other strong series that I was just like, I can not watch yeah. that. I think, Beast, too much. I think Beastars should have been nominated for Best Drama, and I think uh, Blue Period also should have been nominated for Best Drama. But Yeah. Uh, in terms of Best Romance, from this list, it's either going to be Fruits Basket or Hori Mia for me. Uh, I'm going to say Hori Mia, because it's the only one I've watched yeah, from beginning I'm, to end. I'm going Hori Mia. Yeah. So, I, I think that's a pretty easy pick as well. Probably the most generic pick, but... <clears throat> Uh, best Fantasy, we have Jobless Reincarnation, Ranking of Kings, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, uh, The Case Study of Vanitas, which I do need to go and watch, actually, uh, Two Year Eternity, and Wonder Egg Priority. Uh, I don't like this list at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not impressed by this list. Yeah, so I might it's just abstain from voting for this kinda, list. It's kind of meh. And, and that's with as much as I love slime. Okay. Yeah. I love like... slime. I love Two Year Trinity. <laughs> I really enjoyed Wondering Priority. Uh, I do need to go watch the case study of uh, Venetas, but I just... I don't like this list, so I'm, I'm just not gonna vote. Yes, that's, that's fair. I... Uh... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, final category, I think, uh, we did mention that this film made it to the U.S., so good amount of time, because then people can decide whether or not they want to vote for it. Uh, starting strong with Bell, uh, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time. I still need to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train, which we knew would be on here since this is the number one anime movie of all time. Uh, uh, Jose, Jose the Tiger and the Fish, Shirobako the Movie, and Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. That's one I really wanted to watch, but we haven't had I, I have that one it. on my list. It's like, okay, I've, I've got this set aside for a day when you and I need to just... Do a movie night? Do a movie night. Yeah, so that's one that I want to watch. Of these, I, I I know that I haven't watched all of these, but I'm going to vote for Josie the Tiger and the Fish anyway, because I love that movie. It was so good. It gave me all of the feels, both happy and sad. Uh, I feel like more people should go watch Josie the Tiger and the Fish. Yeah, I've, I've only seen uh, The Mugen Train and Josie the Tiger and the Fish. But out of both of those, I do love the Josie Tiger and the Fish. It's, it's so cute. Yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for romance, okay? I know you are. You're a hopeless romantic. <clears throat> hopeless and... romantic who uh just doesn't like people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a specific set of, you know, uh criteria for women that I'm attracted to, and that is that they have to be 2D, okay? Yeah, that's that's pretty cringe, bro, but <laughs> But yeah, I I agree. Josie, the Tiger, the Fish. As somebody who doesn't care much for Slice of Life, I I loved it so much. It was such a good movie. More people should go watch it. Yeah. I I want figures for it. I want merchandise for it. I I want Josie to just steal the show. Honestly, yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna go to Bell or Mugen Train, but I don't care. Most likely. I love uh, I love. But Spirit anyways, Train. those those are our picks. Yeah, this has been a long episode, which is good because we haven't had a long episode in a long time, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, with that, go out and vote if you haven't been doing so. Go vote. You got three days. Uh, if you <laughs> want to cheat like Candace did, you can vote it on, I think, My what, phone. Your, your PC and then your phone, and that's twice in one day. Yeah, I think if you uh, go in through Facebook, you could vote that way. I think if you go through Twitter, you could vote that way. If you go through Google, you could vote that way. And then if you go through if any you want to really cheat, I think it's based. It might be based off IP address. So just get yourself a VPN and just keep changing your IP address. And... That's so much fucking effort. Oh my <laughs> it is so much effort. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I voted once on my PC and once on my phone, and yeah, so I've been voting twice, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's people's right? choice. The judges are already fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we'll be out of quarantine soon. We're supposed to both be out by the end of the week, so uh, thank you guys for all your support, and yep. be safe. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.